I mean, I don't pay any attention to it. I feel like my job is just to go out there and play basketball. But does it also help the fact that you guys could get that pick and the fact that they have such a bad record? <laughs> my job is just to play basketball, man. I don't worry about none of that. That's Danny's job. Did you hear the fans chanting Brooklyn draft picks? So thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think of that? Thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> the seven and five Celtics destroyed the Brooklyn draft picks, one twenty to ninety five. They can't be the draft picks. They don't have any. <laughs> That's right. Well, they are for the Celtics. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. I'm back in town, ready to garden report it up. Found some parking. Found some parking, finally. Yeah. I've been looking for about three days now. Finally found some. Jimmy Toscano here from CSNNE. Back in the chair I should be in. On the left. Well, you're not all. You're you're not in the middle technically. You're technically on the left. So. And on the left. As long as I'm not in the right. We should have put like a chair out for spot. Elijah or, yeah. or Julian Edlow yeah. out there. We'll get Julian down to a game sometime. Yeah, soon. where is that? Julian, kid? if you're watching, come to a game. I haven't seen you in a few weeks. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about this game tonight. So off the top, we got to talk about the fact that this win feels a lot different than most wins over mediocre teams because obviously the story everyone's talking about. The Celtics are basically enhancing their draft stock when they win this game. It's amazing. Not only do they make, get themselves closer to the top of the Eastern Conference, they knock the Nets down. They can do it again on Sunday. You know, and you know, the Nets lost tonight, but it wasn't just a loss. They were eviscerated, taken out of their game. They didn't. They didn't look like a team that could even win twenty games this year. It's pathetic. They looked like a team that could use like a number one overall. Pick. <laughs> you know probably I mean? could. Uh, yeah, no, they they were blown away from. I mean, they they hung around. I'll say they hung around for a little bit. They were only down, I think it was like five at some point in the second quarter, but then they got the doors blown off. It was twenty plus points at the end of the half, and it never really got closer from there. Um, yeah, they they were an overmatched team. Starners were overmatched. Bench was completely overmatched. The Celtics. Everyone knew the Celtics bench was, you know, light years away from the Nets bench going to this one, and they they showed that tonight if you look at the numbers. But yeah, the, the Nets they couldn't get anything going. It, was just, it wasn't really a surprise. I think everyone went into this game thinking, if the Celtics grabbed a lead like they grabbed over the Mavericks, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna let this one get away. And, you know, Brad Stevens was playing the full rotation into, like, deep into the fourth quarter. Yeah. He wasn't going to step off the pedal on this no. one. After blowing those huge – I mean, Houston, they didn't lose that game, but they had a 30-point lead, and they let it kind of yeah. slip down into the teens. And then Dallas actually blew that big lead. So tonight, that wasn't happening. Right, and they had – unfortunately, they had Marcus Smart in there in the fourth quarter. He left the game with a knee injury. We don't know what's up with that. Brad Stevens seemed, like, almost kind of, like – he was kind of weird about it. Like after the game, it almost seemed like he was concerned about it more than I thought what? he would be. But then after the game, Marcus Smart was in the locker room without anything really specific on his knee. So I don't know what to make of that. I guess we'll find out today. Yeah. So <laughs> once you've watched the show, you probably know yeah. right now. But you know, the weird thing about it was Stevens at first was like kind of using like dodgy Belichickian language. Like yeah. they were saying like we're gonna take a picture of it yeah, the next like, day. The yeah. doctors told yeah. me. And then and then was. I think uh, Adam Himmelsbach from the Globe kind of like reconfirmed like. like just to be clear, when you say take a picture, you mean like uh, on your iPhone? And he's like, oh, I'll get an MRI tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, then right. Jake Crowder confirmed it later. So. Oh, good. And I hope at this point we already know it's a negative MRI. Because, yeah, I mean, they, they uh, said bruise, so hopefully that's what it is. But either way, yeah. I mean, he, might, he might miss any. Bone bruise on your knee could be, you know, a couple-week yeah, injury. No, it, it, yeah, well, it's obviously, it's not a great thing to have, but it's when you're talking about the knee, it's probably the best case scenario. All right, enough speculating yeah. for a pre-tape post-game show. So quickly, before we get to the grand set play of the game, uh, the second quarter. 
was absolutely remarkable. Yeah. They beat the Nets 43-23 to in that quarter. Isaiah Thomas went 5-for-5 five five from the field. David Lee went 5-for-5 five five from the field. Avery Bradley 4-for-4 four four from the field. Yeah, nobody a lot did. of guys went blank-for-blank from the actually, field. Actually, I went 2-for-2. Two two. They put me in and I actually took 2 Yeah, that quarter 3 was pretty yeah, good. that was something yeah. I've been working on. But no, actually, the bench almost outscored the Nets starters. 21-23. Celtics bench at 21. So yeah, I mean, that was, that was the quarter that they ran away with it. I mean, after yeah. that, I think even Steven said it, it was, you know, fairly competitive, if you, if you will. But when you're, when you're up by 20, whatever, I don't know if competitive is a word you want to use for going back and forth with another team. You're just kind of keeping them at bay. Uh, but yeah, that second quarter, they were all over the place. I mean, they were, you know, Isaiah Thomas was hitting threes. That, it was that last stretch in the second quarter. They really, they took it from like, I think it was maybe 12 or 13 to like 22 real fast. Like Thomas hit some threes. I think Crowder hit a three, and uh, they really put it. I think Selinger had a put back, so they really, they really put it, put it away at that. And the ball movement was great, and we saw especially yes. yeah you know, the last few games when they've actually really started to win games against good teams. A big part of it has just been they're passing the ball so crisply. Yep. They're not relying on Isaiah Easy driving buckets. four, yeah, you know, one on four, and then doing kickouts. It's really great ball movement. And that brings us to our grandstand play of the game. But before we do that, you want to say I was just going to say a lot of a lot of David Lee's points were off nice passes mm-hmm. too. I mean at the basket, but. Go ahead. I think great, we got, I, great point. I think we got to. I think that's a segue to a point at the basket. That's right. So, Grand Sand play of the game. Grand Sand the app for sports fans in the stands. Film your own videos here at Celtics games, or watch other fans' videos in the stands. Mm-hmm. Download the Grand Sand app on the App Store, or go to GrandSand.me. Take a look at that play here. So we just see some unbelievable ball movement by the Celtics. A lot of passes. Yeah, Solinger does a dribble handoff to Isaiah Thomas, who kicks it to Crowder in the, on the wing. Crowder drives, Ooh. finds Solinger wide open under the hoop for a nice little slam. Jared Solinger actually dunked the ball and got it in the hoop. That was a nice little change of pace for a guy that missed a wide open layup in a crucial oh, you know, yeah, crunch time one. earlier. Uh, so well, he you know, did promise us that he would that would never happen again. So now yeah. he's probably just going to dunk everything. You know what I mean? Just dunk it. Don't try to lay it up. Just, just with that fifteen-inch vertical. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, may want to get his conditioning a little bit better there. But so, <laughs> you know, the Celtics were seeing their ball movement so crisp, and I think a lot of that points back to Isaiah Thomas, who's getting a lot more assists lately. Yeah. But it feels like nine. it's less of yeah. he had nine assists tonight. Yes, but it's less of Isaiah Thomas doing kind of the obsessive drive into traffic and then kick it out to a shooter kind of thing where he's kind of working the flow of the offense they're kind of very you know kind of carefully picking apart the defense and then getting more pocket pass slip uh, slip passes to guys underneath the hoop finding open shooters and mid-range stuff like that it's no longer the kind of hectic high tempo but you know, low control offense it's improving right no and they, th- they said that last week they said it can't just be one and done going down the court they can't be in that slow half court and just hoist up a shot. They've got to be moving the ball, pushing the ball, making cuts. Avery Bradley had a nice cut tonight. It, just, it makes it makes assists easy when guys are in the right spots where they need to be. Obviously, it makes assists easy when you shoot 58.6% from the field. That helps with the 39 assists. But it was good to see Isaiah Thomas making the passes, not just hoisting shots, because he was cold to start this game. I think he started 0 for 5 or 0 for 6, one or mm-hmm. the other. And then, But he still had 5 or 6 assists at that point, so it wasn't like he was just... Chucking shots and not, you know, looking for the open man. Did have one Rondo assist in that first quarter there, where he gave yeah. gave it to Jay Crowder. 
but then he got hot in the second quarter, so it all kind of it all evened out for him in the end. But it's good to see him, you know, making those passes. All right, we're gonna hold this conversation. We're gonna come back for part two. We're gonna continue it through the lens of looking at Avery Bradley as a new six man, or at least temporarily Ooh, the current the six man. The new one until Sunday when he plays instead of Marcus <laughs> when he probably starts. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, we'll be right back on the guard report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Let's hear from Evan Turner on his favorite dancer in the world, oh, Gino. Oh, we're using this. We're using this audio. Oh, we're using it oh, right boy. now. This is gonna be a lot of fun. All right, we'll see you for part two. Evan, you were on the court when they played the uh, Gino video. Did you, one? Did you notice? And are you a fan of his dancing? Gino. <laughs> it's the uh, victory cigar they play every time you guys are about to win the blowout. The disco oh yeah, nah, I didn't. I didn't pay attention. Was that old guy in a blazer on the screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like he he should have his own thing going on, but. Uh, I mean, I heard people going crazy, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. But, I mean, I feel like the old guy should be highlighted. And, uh, I don't know his name, but he should definitely get it right up in the paper. That song only comes on when you guys have a big win. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a celebration. I haven't heard it once since we've been here. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I guess it was cool. I mean, you guys are pretty hyped about it. <laughs> and Philadelphia, we had this dope song. Jesus. What was it? 1098. 76 series. Right, right. One, two, three, four, five, 76, something like that. Right. That was a cool song. And what song was tonight? What, what song? Just play a disco song and show a, a guy what From the Bee Gees. Salt track. To be honest, you should, you should know it. I should know it? And they show salt. You would know it when you hear it. Salt train. Really? Twisted and teach you this on your first time? Nah, bro. I. Drake, nobody did a remake like Drake didn't do a remake of it. All right, yeah. I'll figure it out. But yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. I mean, who would have thought I'd be focused on the game? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where are my priorities? You know, so I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. So hopefully you guys twist. Let me know when it comes on again. And we'll all have something in common. We'll talk about it over a beer one day. You know, I don't think I don't I don't know, Steve. I th I think he's um, you know he, he's a good player whether he starts or comes off the bench, and so I don't really think it's anything in particular with when he's playing in the game. I just think for whatever reason he's in a nice groove now and he's a good player. So, um, you know, I, I said before the game I, I like those guys coming off the bench because of the scoring pop that they give us, and sometimes you really need that, and. You know, he's given it to us now four straight games. No, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to do whatever is best for the team. That's the most important thing for me. Uh, as long as we're winning games, that's all that matters. All right, we're back for part two. We're talking about the new six man, I guess, Avery Bradley. Temporary six man since Smart might not be playing on Sunday. Temp. Yeah, six temp man. So before we even talk about Avery's side of that, let's, talk, let's kind of continue that conversation we're having about Isaiah. So with Isaiah, and you were referencing the quote that he said after the game about kind of after that poor shooting, being able to kind of sit back as a facilitator, kind of mm -hmm. reopen up the scoring game for him. You know, the thing is, and I was against Isaiah being swapped out for Marcus Smart in the starting lineup when we were talking about this a week or two ago. I didn't really consider the possibility of Avery coming off the bench cause, right. just because I figured if Avery isn't shooting the ball well and he's in, he needs a creator, like, I mean, I, I guess Marcus isn't the best creator, but I think he's more of a creator. Uh, but he needs yeah. a creator next to him, I feel, to get his scoring game going. But tonight he was shooting lights out, and it was perfect for this team because with Isaiah in the starting lineup, he gets more time to kind of pace himself out and develop a feel for the game, kind of like we were talking about earlier in part one. And it proved to be really effective for both of those guys. Yeah, no, I think it's, like you said, kind of like a win-win. I, I, and you're right because... 
nobody really, when, when, we're, when we're talking about who starts and who comes off the bench, it had really nothing to do with Avery Bradley providing the offense. We just kind of assumed Avery was going to be starting. Exactly. Way. We thought it was going to be, like, who should it be, Smarter or Thomas? We thought that with Thomas and Bradley, there wouldn't be enough offense in the starting lineup. They might need Isaiah to balance that out. But then do you have that scoring boost coming off the bench? Kind of you do. I guess you do. Bradley, he's, he wouldn't say after the game that, like, he's, like, 100% into the six-man role. He said, of course, you want, you know, he wants to start like everybody else. But it is working for him. He's thriving in it right now. And I don't Injuries aside, I don't see why Brad Stevens would move away from that until he starts to see something else, maybe with Thomas or with Smart or with Bradley coming off the bench, maybe if that if that's not working the way it was before. But it's working, and I think that they're going to stick with it. I think the good thing about Bradley is he can not only he, – he's good off the ball with finding – like he can create shots for himself without the ball. And what I mean by that is he knows how to cut. He's probably their best cutter on the team. He knows how to you know work around picks. He knows how to get open. He's a good spot up. He's I think he's been, been a pretty good spot up shooter for them. If, he's I'm, improved a lot this Yeah, he's too. been he's improved. So and if you look at his stats tonight, I mean the the ten for thirteen from the field, and they're not just layups. They're not just backdoor cuts. He would mix in like an eighteen footer one possession. The next possession he's at the he's at the hoop. So he really is scoring from all over. Only took one three tonight, hit it, but he usually takes more than that. But he's really scoring from all over right now. You know, the thing is, a uh, silver lining, I guess, for Avery Bradley to be a six-man is that he might want to get used to it because on a championship team, I feel like Avery's one of those kind of guys that kind of gets flexed in and out of the starting lineup depending yeah, on matchup. Uh, because he's, I mean, obviously if he improves, like he shot, um, he was great shooting the ball tonight. 10 for 13, he hit his one three that he took. Um, but he's generally been like a low 40s shooter. He's not like a high 40 shooter. He's not a 40% right. shooter from three usually. He's not a guy that's going to go out and score yeah. 40. But, no, but like he just obviously doesn't have to be has. that guy. But if he wants to be, if he wants to be, a, basically every team in the NBA wants a, a starting two guard that shoots 40% from three. And he's been like more of like a 35% shooter from three, which isn't bad, but it's not good either. So he can obviously continue to improve that. And mm. Bradley has steadily improved in a couple areas, and he's added something to his game pretty much every single year. He's refined a part of his game every single year. Right. But and he does do other things that a lot of two guards don't do. Exactly. So he's, he's obviously a really valuable player. Considering he's only getting $8 million a year, he's a very valuable player. I think so. But, a lot of people were against that signing. I'm not. I mean, at the time, I thought it was fine. Now with the cap jump, obviously, right. it's like you know, it's like the mid-level, which right. is a great deal for him. Point being is that this might be a role that fits Avery Bradley for the second half of his career. Mm -hmm. He's approaching the age where he's kind of getting close to his prime. This might be the role that fits him better. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's especially, I mean, the Celtics, what you see now, you know, Danny Ainge isn't looking to keep this roster for, you know, the next few years. If they did bring in, like, like you said, like maybe a more talented two or three or somebody like that, he would he would be a guy that I think they'd want to keep on this team to provide that off the bench or to, a spot start or situational where if they need defense down the stretch, if they need, you know, uh, a spacing or whatever it might be, he's a guy you can kind of do it all. So mm -hmm. I, I really do think that it, it's good for him to, to have this chance to come off the bench and to, to perform the way he is because he's showing that he can, you know, provide different roles for this team. Okay, so let's talk about a guy that was coming off the bench last year, and now he's starting. Jay Crowder has oh, just yeah. been phenomenal over the past week. I mean, his, his, the, what he did tonight was incredible. He went 8 for 12 from the field, 3 for 6 from downtown. He had 5 rebounds. He had 3 steals, as he always does. He had mm -hmm. 19 points. But then you look at, so he had a plus 19 differential. Joe Johnson, the guy he's covering, <laughs> minus 19 differential. Uh -huh, I mean, okay. the impact was pretty apparent. In Joe 10 Johnson, last minutes, too. Exactly. Joe Johnson barely even stayed on the court in this game. No, yeah, he was, he was invisible. No. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, Jay's Jay smothered him. Jay, Jay made him invisible, absolutely. And and the thing about Crowder is he's a defense. He's a, he's been he's been known at least we know him as like a guy who's going to give it you 110 percent on defense, and whatever you get on offense is kind of like a bonus. But recently. He's been, I think he's been looked upon to carry more of a load offensively. He's not hesitant to take those three-pointers. Sometimes they don't fall the way, you know, he might want them to. But he's not hesitant at all. He had 11 points tonight in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Really, like, really, like, got this team off on, on a good, you know, on a good start. Really kind of, like, punched the nets in the mouth, I think, in a way. Definitely punched Joe Johnson in the mouth. I mean, Joe, Joe Johnson is, like, he's their scorer. You know what I mean? Like, Brooke Lopez is going to do Brooke Lopez things. And Thad Young's going to do Thad Young things. Mm-hmm. But Joe Johnson's, you know, he's made his hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars by scoring and doing nothing but scoring and Jay Crowder washed him away. Mm. And what's great about what Jay's doing is I mean his defense has gone from he's he's been he's always been a good defender. He's I think entering the kind of all defensive team level of performance yes, this year. Absolutely. But his offense is getting I, mean, I don't think he's an all-star this year, but he's one no. of those guys that's getting to the level of like kind of like Andre Iguodala was, like a almost all or like Better a fringe all-star because of their off- their effort on both ends. Yeah. And we're seeing now with Jay that not only is his shooting ability getting a little, or he's starting to hit his shots a little bit more, and he can drive to the hoop better, but his ability to drive and kick has really improved. And they've actually been running sets for him where he's supposed to drive and then turn around and kick out a pass to an open shooter on the three-point line. And that's kind of a new development to his game. And, all, and of course, his effort in transition is off the charts. He's one of the best guys in the league at that. Yep. He's also apparently one of the best outlet passers in the league. Where he's throwing <laughs> full-court touchdowns or whatever it is. But Jay's game is really rounding into form. Uh, he's my favorite player to watch on the team, and he's he's kind of he's really starting to establish his reputation around the league now. Agreed. I think when you see the last couple of games, Mavericks and now the Nets, the opposing teams have said, you know, this team's this team's a playoff team. This is a team's better than a lot of people think. I think Jay Crowder is kind of like the epitome of that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how good the Celtics can be, and a lot of people might not know how good Jay Crowder can be. Because let's not forget, when he came over to the Celtics, he didn't just he didn't all of a sudden have a big role in the Celtics, and he clearly didn't have a big role in the Mavericks. So a lot of these guys. Are really seeing a lot of Jay Crowder for the first time, and I think they're like, "Whoa! Like, what's this guy? You know, he's working harder than me right now. I need to pick it up. He's he's all over me on defense. He's running past me in transition, like you talked about. His efforts at you know 110, and he's really taking on that leadership role too. I've really been impressed. Uh, he doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna just sit there and watch if he sees something he doesn't like." He's going to be the first guy, I think, in that locker room to say something. No, he's clearly turned into the vocal leader of this team. There's mm-hmm. just no question about it. Whether it's on the court, after the games, uh, before the games, I mean, he, he speaks his mind. If you look at him on Twitter, he's never used a lowercase letter in his entire <laughs> He doesn't career. even know what a lowercase letter <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Everything is intense <laughs> with Jay Crowder. But I, I, I think Jay is pretty much filling exactly what this team needs. And it's it's pretty good for this team that that their kind of their their locker room leader isn't necessarily the best player. It takes pressure off of Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. and you know and whoever. He's more of a quiet. He seems more yeah. of a quiet guy. Isaiah is kind of a laid back guy. He's a, he's a cocky guy. I mean, he's a oh, scorer. I mean, he, he can turn Scorers it on. Scorers are going to be cocky. He just but, seems yeah. like a little a little. I don't want to say that he's a quiet guy because I don't really know him personally. Yeah. But he just seems like in the locker room he's a little quieter than some of these other guys are. But, yeah. but don't get me wrong, Isaiah Thomas, he can he can get in your face and he can get fired up like anyone anyone else on that team. So we're gonna finish it up today. The Celtics are seven and five after this one. Probably a good chance they'll be eight and five after Sunday's game. You would think so. Yeah, they're you gonna would be. Think so. They're you know when you, you talked about people around the league underrating the Celtics, it seems just listening to all the national uh, podcasts, listen to all the kind of national coverage, the Celtics after that big kind of their trip again. Or, 
going against some of those big Western Conference mm -hmm. teams, they've vaulted really high. Yeah, yeah, they're starting assessment. to get they're starting to get on yeah. everyone's radar. I'm seeing power. I mean, power rankings. You know, they're they're <laughs> top ten in most of the power rankings around the, around the yeah. league. They're gonna. I mean, by the end of the month, they might be the third seed in the in the Eastern Conference. And in the Eastern Conference, it's completely wide open. Yeah, you've got the Cavs and everybody else. I think. And the Bucks are falling off the face of the earth. So. Yeah, I, I'm not a Jason Kidd guy. No. Wasn't jumping on that bandwagon. I need to see way more out of him before I take that team seriously. All right. Well, you saw enough of us tonight, so we'll segue into that <laughs> in there. Never. For Jimmy, I'm Jared. Garden Report, CLNS Radio, Celtics blog, powered by Grandstand. Peace out. I mean, every, every game is huge, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we're trying to once again just set our standard and play to a high level and uh, learn each game, you know what I'm saying? So we keep setting challenges for ourselves. And, you know, whether we were up, you know, so big at halftime, we were trying to win a half, you know what I'm saying? That was another challenge. And now it's a challenge to, you know, not let up and, you know, be mature and be pros and show our character and come back out on Sunday and compete with the same intensity. Team had a season high 39 assists. How impressive you that? I mean, it's great. You know, everything obviously is clicking on all cylinders tonight. And, um, you know, once again, you know, uh, when the ball's going in, a lot of great things are going to occur. And, um, you know, we, uh, we we had a great you know game as a basketball team. Well, How's it like playing with Avery off the bench now? And what kind of rhythm is he in right now? It's in a great rhythm. Um, it's in a great rhythm. He's uh, scoring really well, he's efficient. Uh, you know, his intensity off cuts and stuff has always been the same, but, you know, he's definitely, you know, scoring ability off the, off the bench has been great. Evan, yesterday you guys had your first practice for a while, so I mean, how did that maybe contribute to the rhythm you guys had today? Uh, you know, we just touched up on some things, and, uh, you know, we just once again focused on shots we thought we were good. And, you know, we do the same thing, you know, we not saying you know, we, we, we're repetitive about it. We do, we focus on what we're going to see in next game and move on, you know, and I think, you know, yesterday was the biggest thing was just coming out and, and, and focusing on staying, you know, positive and, you know, staying aggressive and at the same time, you know, uh, playing how we play. How much more of a challenge is now, again, when you kind of blow out a team like that and then have to face them immediately again? As far as a challenge, I think every player on that team is prideful. Uh, Coach Allen's, I definitely for sure know he didn't like that either. And, um, you know, they're going to come out, try to spend a home court, and, you know, they're dangerous when they get to clicking, you know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, once again, basketball balances up. Probably a night where we couldn't miss, and, you know, they couldn't really make much. And, and once again, I, I doubt every game is going to be like that for them. And, um, you know, we just have to stay prepared and be ready for a battle. Evan, you were on the court when they played the uh, Gino video. Did you, one, did you notice, and are you a fan of his dancing? Evan, you were on the court when they played the uh, Gino video. Did you, one, did you notice, and are you a fan of his dancing? Gino. It's the uh, victory cigar they play every time you guys are about to win a blowout. Oh yeah, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't pay attention. Was that old guy in a blazer on the screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like he he should have his own thing going on, but. Uh, 
I mean, I heard people going crazy, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. But I mean, I feel like the old guy should be highlighted. And, uh, I don't know his name, but he should definitely get it right up in the paper. That song only comes on when you guys have a big win. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a celebration. I haven't heard it once since we've been here. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess it was cool. I mean, you guys are pretty hype about it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that, that was cool. We're just glad to win. It was a great night. And, um, you know, we just need to rebound back and play well again. Do you, do you suggest a different song as a victory song? Yeah, what, what, what was that victory song? In Philadelphia, we had this dope song. Jesus. What was it? 10, 9, 8, 76 series. Right, right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 76, something like that. Right. That was a cool song. And what song was tonight? What song? Just play a disco song and show a, a guy with it. Yeah, from the Bee Gees. You should be dancing. Salt train. To be honest, you should you should know. It. I should, should know it. And they show salt. You would know it when you hear it. Salt train. Really? Twisted and teach you this on your first day? Nah, bro. I. Drake, nobody did a remake, like Drake didn't do a remake of it. All right, yeah. I'll figure it out. But yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. I mean. Who would have thought I'd be focused on the game? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Where are my priorities? You know? So I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. So hopefully, you guys twist, let me know when it comes on again. And we'll all have something in common. We'll talk about it over a beer one day. No, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to do whatever is best for the team. That's the most important thing for me. Uh, as long as we're winning games, that's all that matters. We've seen with Isaiah when he came off the bench, like he just he's just firing away, and, and his success in that role. And it seems like you're picking up the same. You're, you know, doing you have different skill sets or different moves sets of moves, but it's the same principle. It looks like you both. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of guys we're all interchangeable. Um, one thing I can tell you about this league is just about opportunity. You know. Could put anybody in that situation. I feel like even Evan, you know, he's a great scorer. And, um, you know, he's going to have his nights like that because he's a very good player. We just have to continue to go out there and just play hard and play as a team because you know everybody's going to have a great night. We saw it tonight. We all played well as a team. You're going to make your place no matter what. But, but does does this fit you? What, does what fit me? This this role right now? Yeah, right now I feel like it does fit me. But um, you know, of course. I want to start, but I have to do whatever is best for the team. It's just my role right now. Late, late in the game, the fans are chanting uh, Brooklyn draft picks and thank you for fun things like that. Do you guys think about the fact that you have their draft pick the next No, I mean, I don't pay any attention to it. I feel like my job is just to go out there and play basketball. But does it also help the fact that you guys could get their pick, the fact that they have such a bad record? <laughs> my job is just to play basketball, man. I don't worry about none of that. That's Dan's job. If you said you're out there but you're not thinking, is that part of coming up the bench or is that just you found something here at this point? No, I, you know, I think it just comes from, you know, I came off an injury. Um, you know, not really thinking about my injury, just going out there being aggressive, trying to make the right play. Is there a sense that you're just freer coming off the bench that, that you seem a lot more comfortable on the offensive bench? I think not only that, I'm like I was just telling them, I'm not thinking. Um, have a chip on my shoulder, just out there playing as hard as I can. Avery, what do you think this team learned from the last game to protect the lead this game? Just to come out in the second half and uh, uh, it'd be a mirror of the, the first half. I feel like we were able to do that. Um, we're still a young team, and we come here at halftime, and we have to have that same mindset that 
you know, we have a big lead, their coach is going to get on them and they're going to come out and play harder. And I feel like if we respect that and go out there and get a great warm-up and we're prepared in the third quarter, it makes it a lot tougher on teams to be able to get a lead or um, get going in the second half. That being said, how do you plan a team back-to-back? It's tough because obviously they know our tendencies and um, we know that, especially just beating them just now, they're going to want to come back and get a, get a win. So we have to bring it, and I'm excited about it. That's the fun thing about this, this game. You get a chance to go out there and compete against great players and competitive players, and they're going to want to get a win next game. guys are up big and lost the lead. You got up big this time and kept it. Uh, what was the difference? Well, that run in the second quarter, we just made shots. We were really finding each other. We were really moving the ball. Um, and, you know, it was really the, I guess, the one quarter we really outplayed them. It was a little bit unique. I think it was pretty much a tie game the rest of the game, right? I don't know what the end of the first, we were up four. So um, we just found each other. We played with good ball movement, and we continued to play the right way defensively. Brad, uh, prior to yesterday, it had been a while since you held a practice. So how do you think that may have contributed to the rhythm tonight? Well, we didn't do a lot. So, um, you know, I, I think that it was good to get back and watch film. It was good to talk about what we needed to talk about. It was good to review some things. It's always good just to get back in the gym after a loss. It's For a lot of us, the gym is a sanctuary. You know, it's where you where you you can you feel at peace regardless of you know all the circumstances that are going on around you and i think that um you know it's always good to be able to get a practice in uh brad you talked about that second quarter there david lee was actually a big part of that quarter what yeah, have you good. what have you seen out of him the last two games well not only the last two games i thought it you know at milwaukee indiana at home he, he played a lot of good minutes and um you know he moves the ball. He's able to score in and around the basket. Um, he's making that mid-range. He's shooting free throws well. I mean, he's doing a lot of good things for us. Brad, I think you talked about it a little bit before the game, but um, Avery's making you look really bright here. Is he just playing more free when he comes off the bench? You know, I don't think I don't I don't know, Steve. I, th I think he's, um, you know, he, he's a good player whether he starts or comes off the bench, and so. I don't really think it's anything in particular with when he's playing in the game. I just think for whatever reason, he's in a nice groove now, and he's a good player. So, um, you know, I, I said before the game, I, I like those guys coming off the bench because of the scoring pop that they give us. And sometimes you really need that. And, you know, he's given it to us now four straight games. Brad, could you, uh, could you tell that it really hurt them Wednesday night, that loss? Just go well, to them. I, I do think this. I do think that our guys are are um, pretty connected as a group, and I do think they like to compete. And so I think it really did. And um, you know, but they're not. All, they also don't hang their heads long. I mean, they're they they just want to get back at it. And so it was good to get back at it tonight. And um, and you know, listen. Hey, Sunday's going to be a lot tougher because you know, anytime that game goes this way and then the score restarts 0-0, zero, zero, we're going to have our hands full. And so we're going to have to just keep continue to play to standards and, you know, control what we can. Brad, 
Uh, Isaiah, uh, like, a, had some trouble early on knocking down shots, but it seemed he got, got other guys involved, and then his shot came around as well. Talk about his growth as a playmaker with that first group of players. Well, he's doing a good job um, of getting other guys involved. He had a couple of nice little dump down passes and made a couple of plays where he found shooters. Um, and then they found him. Uh, that's when he made his threes. He made the one pull up that I remember, but it, the other ones were off passes from other people that are finding him as the open shooter. So um, it's the way it's supposed to work, right? Give it up, get it back, and play and, and share the ball. So that was, you know, I think the, the number of assists is a good thing. Um, we turned it over in the second half a little bit more than I would have liked, but obviously, you know, we were trying to move it. Brad, and just your bench, another big game in terms of scoring the ball. What's been, from your perspective, the key to them? Seemingly every night, someone different is stepping up to really kind of. Yeah, well, we have. Away. I think Sherrod, the biggest thing is we've just got that. That we've said all along. That's the strength of our team, and and you know I think that. It could be any five guys on any given night. Um, but I think the strength is that we're all very complimentary, but we all, you know, they're very competitive with um, how similar they can impact the game. So I think that that should be the strength of our team. If we're, if we're not good off the bench, um, we're going to be in trouble um, in, in games. And, and our bench has been really good, and it's, the attitude's been great regardless of who it is. Brad, I was just checking if you knew what happened with Marcus. I guess it took a, a knee bruise. He left the game. If there's any. So I have talked to our doctors real briefly. They've told me what they what they think it could be. It could be, you know, they're going to take a picture of it and figure it out and come up with that tomorrow. Um, but what they what they've uh, basically said he got hit there on that play. Yeah, they're going to take an MRI of it tonight. Uh, during that second quarter run, you had Marcus Smart running a lot of high pick and rolls with Isaiah in the corner. Obviously, that's inverted a lot. What made you decide to go to? Well, we've tried to get Isaiah off the ball a lot with that group, um, you know, and it's not too dis too dissimilar than when we have Avery in there doing all the same stuff. But um, we had Isaiah coming off a lot of the dribble handoffs that we do. We had Isaiah in the shooting spot um, in a couple of the actions, and um, you know, again, that's what I was talking about earlier. They 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 did a good job of finding him when he was open, you know, and it was good that he knocked a couple down there in the corner and kind of got him started. Brad, it was the uh, first time they this season they played the Geno video, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that uh, tradition. I didn't even know they played it. I mean, I, I, listen, hey, it's hard to win a game, and, and um, I appreciate the fact that that we want to celebrate it, um, you know, my job and my thought is on the game. So, I, But I, I do appreciate the fact that we want to celebrate because it is hard to win a freaking game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always an adjustment period. I went through when I went from, from Golden State to New York, or from New York to Golden State. Um, I feel really confident right now starting to, starting to finish. Uh, I felt really good last game. Um, you know, in the, in the ISOs and the post-ups that I had, and and, uh, and I'm, I'm really, I think, uh, in good enough shape right now to, to extend the minutes and, and, and to be comfortable out there, whatever coach needs me to do. So um, I'm going to continue to do what I, what I told you a couple weeks ago, and that's, and that's take the minutes that I get 
and uh, make the most of them, be super aggressive when I'm out there, and, and hopefully that will earn me more minutes. Coach mentioned that um, you know, some of the substitution batters were going to be matchup based based on the opponents. Is going to go with you guys like the day of the game and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking tonight, or do you just have to be ready? No, I'm just, uh, he doesn't say anything to me. Just just be ready is 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 my thing, and um, once again, that's something that's you know going to be determined by coach. So. Um, I've been around long enough, and I've been in pretty much every situation where I know I'm playing 45 minutes a game, and when I know I'm not going to play at all. So, I'm able to adjust, and and uh, and like I said, it's something that's this not the easiest thing to do as a player, but but it's something that that has to be done, especially with the kind of depth that we have, and, and to make the team most effective. So, um, I'm ready to go for for five minutes or for 35 minutes, just uh, make the most of my minutes, and and. And most importantly, help our team get a win tonight. Does the rotation seem like it's evened out a little bit? Say again? Does the rotation seem like it's evened out a little bit? I mean, you guys know what to expect a little more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, um, I, I, think, well, I think kind of the times that we've been getting in the game have been a little more consistent. Um, you know, and, and then it's it's just a matter of how the team is playing. I mean, it's always going to come down to who's playing the best is, is going to get some some extra minutes. So uh, it's just my job when, you know, when I get in there to make it difficult for them to take me out. And the way you do that is by, by playing good basketball and, and by our team making a run when you get in there. So, um, like I said, I just I keep my mindset very simple, and that's go in there and play hard when I get a chance and uh, and, and, and attack. And, and I'm always going to come in with confidence, uh, you know, because because – that's why I'm as a player, so it's just what I'm looking forward to doing every game. Are you feeling as well as you have in a long time Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very healthy, which is which is the most important thing. Um, my body feels feels really good right now, um, and and that's something to be thankful for. I've battled little things the last two years, and, and to feel healthy right now is a big plus because now all I have to worry about is just continuing to get into rhythm, and, and that's something that's going to come along. and, and um, and, but yeah, feeling healthy makes it a lot easier. What does it talk to you about this organization that's allowed them to kind of start taking steps in the building process? Well, first of all, you got, you got the players. You don't have the players. Uh, you can be a great organization, but it doesn't matter. We have a, a lot of good character guys and a lot of uh, and a lot of good players and, and you know, well coached and, and, and all of those things. And of course, the fan support at home. And, and I think, you know, um, it, it starts with protecting your home court tonight. It'll be another test to that. I thought we. Let one slip away against Dallas there in the last few minutes. Um, you know, but if we can win the majority of our home games and protect our home court like we should with, with how great of a crowd we have, that's gonna it's gonna continue to push us forward. You're playing well right now. Is there is there anything you feel like you should be doing better or you want to do better? Or? Oh, you can always do do things better. I you know watch film and and, and um, you know my hardest critic by by far. So um, you know to. Play as much as I did last game and not rebound the ball better. Um, although some of it was situa situational, uh, you know, scoring comes and goes as a big man because sometimes you know you get opportunities, sometimes you don't. But uh, for me, um, just overall effort and rebounding the basketball is uh, you know two things that I know that I can control when I'm in there, and those are things that I focus on. And then I'm able to, to get some post ups and I get some post ups and, and I'm aggressive with those. But uh, you know, rebounding the ball and, and, and playing harder than the guy I'm going up against are the two things I really focus on going into the game. So I got to just continue to do those things. David, did you see the Golden State game last night? Anything that that team does is ever cease to amaze you. Well, I, yeah, it was a heck of a game last night. Uh, I knew when they cut it to about 10 that they were going to win um, at that point. I've been there, done that with that, uh, that rivalry. So I knew what was about to happen. But. Uh, 
you know, two very good teams, and, and Golden State is their level of confidence right now is is amazing, and, and uh, I'm cheering for them 79 times this year, uh, and hope we and hope we beat them. Wait, I was wrong, wasn't it? 18. <laughs> cheering for them. Maybe there'll be a game I don't cheer for them randomly. That one game, okay, or something like that. So yeah, 80 80 times I'm cheering for them this year. Except when we play them. Are they in the Clippers' heads? Why I'm not I'm not involved in that anymore. I'll let you guys I'll let you guys worry about that. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Walking back. Um, it's a long game. Uh, I just tried to stay the course, take the shots that I was given, and remain confident. And that's what it's about. Um, coach kept telling me to um, be aggressive and just make the right play, and, and I think it opened up for me with with me being. Um, the distributor in the first quarter opened up in the second quarter. You guys were 18 of 21 that second quarter. So, I mean, what did you make of that stretch there? Um, just making the right play, making the easy play, and guys were making plays and making the making the baskets. Coach said at the end of the first quarter, he was like, "We're getting every shot that we want. Just be confident and knock down the shot." And we did that in the second quarter, and it blew the game open a little bit. What's been the difference with Jay for you guys these last couple games? It seems he's just all over the place for you guys. That's just him. He's all over the place. He's, he's always in the right spots. And now offensively, he's he's becoming he's he's beginning to be in the right spots to where he's just walking into layups, getting wide open threes, and and it's, and it's helping us. I mean, the, the the better other players play, the, the more dangerous we are, and, and he's he's playing really at a high level right now. You guys had uh, 37 assists on 51 baskets tonight. What does that say about how you guys are playing offensively the, after some tough games? Probably the pace. Um, we just wanted to keep the pace going, especially in the second, the second half. We played a pretty good first half, but as you know, last game we we didn't play a, a um, good second half. So we we really wanted to keep the pace going and, and keep being aggressive and staying at it, keeping the gas on the foot on the pedal. Isaiah, is shooting contagious? You guys shot 58 percent from the floor. It's an NBA season. Huh? Oh no doubt, missing is contagious too. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're both contagious. Shooting and making shots. Uh, when you see other guys making shots and. And having confidence, it, it makes you feel like you can make shots. Is this team a little streaky? Um, it is, but it's still early. Um, like Coach always tells us, we're, we're getting the shots that we want. I can see if we were taking bad shots and, and contested shots and shots that guys don't work on. Um, we're getting all the shots that we, we really want. We just got to knock them down. How do you prevent against a letdown against this team on Sunday? Um, just be mature. Be mature about the situation going there. It's a new game, a new day. We're not at home and, and, and lock in and try to get the win. And did you hear the fans chanting Brooklyn draft picks? And thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think of that? Thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> like I said. Did you talk to Marcus at all? I talked to him? Yeah, how, how he's doing? Uh, he's a little sore. Uh, I think he's going to get checked out right now. I think he'll be fine, though. Uh, just precaution reasons, he's going to get checked out right now. And, um, sounds like he'll be okay. Jay, how important was it for you guys to bounce back? Yeah, it was very important. You know, we were uh, pretty down about the loss. Uh, it's Dallas, and uh, we came in halftime up. Like we were in Dallas, and we knew we were telling ourselves we've been here before. I wanted to close the game out and finish the right away, and that's what we tried to do. So, uh, mission accomplished with that, but we got to turn around and face these guys again on their home court, and I'm sure they're going to come with a little extra mojo, and um, we got to be ready for it. How tough is that to beat a team like this and then have to get up and again? It's very tough, and I think Coach hit it on the nail with saying, uh, we show our maturity, uh, how, we, how we handled it, how we handled it going into Brooklyn. And, 
Uh, they're going to take their, one of their best punches. Uh, I know they're going to come out and play a little harder and going to have a film session tomorrow, and the coach is probably going to rip into them, but they're going to come out with a little more nasty. And so uh, we got to be ready for it. You know? I feel like our, our, we'll get locked in and we'll, we'll uh, recollect ourselves and get ready to go. Yeah, what was, uh, what was the best uh, shooting performance by your team in the league this year? Yeah, that's, very, that's impressive. You know, I didn't know that until now, after the game. Um, so I think the second quarter, like you hit it on the head, the second quarter, we had, it, we had the ball going and moving in the right direction and finding the right guy. Do you think this team can develop, create these opportunities? I mean, consistently? I'll, yeah, I'll see why not. That's, that's the goal. We're trying to work to uh, get some flow in our offense and uh, make the right plays. We don't want to come out and call us set each and every time. We want to get stops and get out and run because we're young and we can run like that. And, um, it, it helps. It, it fits our, our roster. So, uh, but we do want to play in the half court because we know, and then come April and come playoff time, that's the way. Uh, that's our goal to get there, and, and that's what it's all about: half court offense. And uh, but right now, we want to exploit the four teams are going up and down, getting up and down. How much of an asset is your bench, especially against a team like the Nets? Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very uh, important because uh, those guys want to play too deep, and you wear them down. Um, and you throw new bodies at them, and you just keep applying pressure to them. It's, it's very uh, effective uh, with teams like that. So it's very important for us to, to, to use our bench uh, as much as possible. You seem like you were one of the guys who seemed particularly aggravated uh, the other night after you guys let that 10 point lead slip away in the third quarter. How much did you, uh, you know, guys kind of carry that? Uh, I mean, yeah, you want to win the next one. That's what it's all about in this league, letting, letting, letting the loss go and moving on. Seeing how you can move on and get the next one, and that's what it's all about. And that's what I, I was focused on getting the next win. Not too much uh, on Dallas after the after that night. That's what it's all about. Thanks, Jeff. Thank, Thank you. you.